Welcome to another episode of Teaching Candace History Podcast. I'm your host, Julia Richards, and in this special educator series, we're speaking with the finalists for the 2022 Governor General's History Award for Excellence in Teaching. Created 26 years ago in 1996, the award recognizes best practices in teaching Canadian history and is an opportunity to highlight the important work that teachers and students are doing to interpret and share the stories of the past. I'm sitting down with Tanya Anderson. Why don't we start by introducing yourself? You can tell us a little about your school or your classroom that you teach. Okay, sure. So uh, my name is Tanya Anderson, and I've been teaching for, I think this is year 22. Um, So I've been in the same board the whole time, the Halton District School Board, which is just sort of west of Toronto. Um, This is my third school in that board. Uh, I teach at Milton District High School at the moment. Um, It's about 1,700 students who go there. It's a pretty big school, growing school, because Milton's a pretty... Um, fast-growing community at the moment. And I teach, normally I teach grade 10, 11, and 12, um, history and social science. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your project then? Okay, sure. So my project is kind of the way that I teach. It's the unit culminating or the choice of unit culminatings, but it depends um, sort of on the way that I've, I've started teaching history these days. So my project is for a grade 10 history course, um, the specifically Ontario. Um, but I started teaching grade 10 history thematically and each of the units revolve around a critical thinking question. And so I made a choice board or a learning menu, as I like to call it, where the students can choose sort of what, how they want, um, to learn mostly with various types of resources. So some are video, some are articles, that kind of thing. But what I, but what the project really is, is the idea that at the end, they again choose which, how they want to show their learning or how they want to show what they know. So they have a choice of three assignments. Um, they can answer the course question, or sorry, the rather the unit question in the um, medium of their choice. Um, or they can do a deep dive. And so that's where they choose something that maybe we didn't get into in class in as much depth as they would have liked and they write their own critical thinking question around that topic and then again answer it using reason judgment using um and again in the medium of their own choice or they do what's called an like i call it an anderson assignment because it's one that i've actually written for them created for them myself um and, and in this case what they did was they had to for this unit they had to redesign the um history textbook so that the the course question for this unit, or the unit question rather for this unit is to what extent have diverse voices shaped Canadian identity and culture? And so they took a look at a textbook that we use and they looked for spots where they felt like there was room for more diverse voices. And so they designed some sort of element um, that could be an addendum, it could be a pamphlet, it could be anything they wanted just to fill in those spots um, where, where they thought that we needed to hear more from diverse um, voices in Canadian history. And so, yeah, that's pretty much what it was, the idea that um, there's choice all the way through, and then at the end with the unit culminating, there's those um, three, three choices of assignments. I love that. That's something I would have loved to do as a student. Um, how many students chose to do the textbook part of the assignment? Um, well, I've done it now, I would say three times. Um, 
And I think I usually get a good chunk of them doing that actually. So I would say probably 40 to 50% of the class chooses to do that on average. That's really cool. Um, so what inspired you to develop this project? Um, it was kind of a, a combination of a few things. Um, teaching thematically really um, opens, I felt like it opened up opportunities, a lot of opportunities um, for choice and student for students. And I also felt like then that's there's there's an opportunity to look at the textbook in its entirety because we're looking for a theme and not necessarily a chunk like a chronological chunk of time um and so there was that there was also the i i found a lot of students i find actually a lot of students are not choosing to take history beyond grade 10 because in ontario grade 10 is the only time you have to the only time the course is compulsory and I felt like it was because a lot of them weren't necessarily seeing enough of themselves in the in the curriculum, and so I thought this was a this was a place where they could um, see where where it was missing, see that they are in fact a part of Canadian history. They are the diverse voices. They have had an impact, and this was their opportunity to ameliorate that for themselves and for me and for us to see it. So that's sort of how I um, that's sort of what inspired it was. The idea that, yes, I'm acknowledging that maybe we haven't done the best job of um, in Canadian history of teaching all of it, um, and that um, we can we can ourselves take it upon ourselves to to ameliorate that and learn about it. Yeah, absolutely. It must be really good for these students to see or to be engaged in that way to see and put themselves in the narrative. Yeah, they really do seem to enjoy it. And some, I, w I was expecting students to sort of choose like their voice for lack of a better word. And it, that hasn't always been the case there. There have been a lot of times where students have chosen um, another diverse voice in Canadian history that isn't necessarily theirs. Um, so that has been really nice to see as well. What do you think is the greatest impact of your project? Uh, I, I really think the greatest impact of it is um, getting the students engaged. Uh, I have, and actually that's, <laughs> I'm just thinking, I was thinking of moving this, um, the units around. And now that, now that you've asked me that question, I actually have answered it for myself. I'm not going to move the units um, because actually this does, because it's, there's an introductory unit, but this is the first sort of big unit. It really does get the, the students engaged in, okay, so we're, we're going to be able to have a say in what we're what we're learning, how we're learning it. This does this does um, apply to me. This is relevant, um, and yeah. So I just think it gets them involved. And so, you know, later on when we're talking about things that maybe don't directly impact them, um, they can still see a way. Sorry, they when something maybe doesn't directly impact them, they can still see a way of how maybe, maybe it just looks like it didn't, but, um, there are in fact relationships and cause and effect and things like that, that maybe on at first glance or on the surface, you, you don't necessarily connect them to yourself, but there in fact, um, really is. So, yeah, I just feel like it, it, it sort of starts us off on the, yes, this class is going to try to incorporate all of you, um, what you're concerned about 
And yes, it does, you know, history does actually have a massive impact on today. You should know about it. Um, it'll make you better at dinner parties or on Twitter <laughs> and all that stuff. You, you'll, you'll be informed and you'll understand why things are the way they are. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important, even just anecdotally like that. Um, so we have already touched upon this, but how do you keep your students engaged in the history? How do you make it relevant for them? Uh, well, yes, the, I think it's a, a lot to do with choice helps for sure. Um, and also oftentimes because we're doing, because I'm doing it thematically, um, I start with the, with the now, and then we work backwards sort of to see how we got here. So I start right, sort of right away with the, the relevance. Um, and then there's a lot of, I, I've worked with the critical thinking consortium. And so um, having most things be a question for them to answer or investigate really helps as well. And the fact that with a critical thinking question, there's supposed to be multiple plausible answers. There's no one right answer. It, it has them thinking. So that's really how I try. Like I'm asking them questions. You're going to answer this. It's, it's your opinion. It's not my opinion. We're just, we're going to use the historical evidence um, to learn, but also you have to choose um, based on criteria, like, is this evidence good? Is this evidence good to answer this particular question? Why are you choosing it? Um, and then also I just, um, the pandemic has really kind of, uh, freed me to just say yes to things like kids. I'm not so, um, rigid as I was with like, well, we have to get through all of this. And also thematic teaching really allows you to kind of, um, come back to things, but you, you, I feel, I feel like I've kind of cheated and gone and taught before 1914, <laughs> um, at, you know, in a theme and things like that. So, um, when students ask, Hey, can we do this? Uh, I've just been a lot more going, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And then we just figure out if that has taken more time than we, than I was um, expecting. Then I just sort of rejig other stuff. So yeah, I would say that I'm just more open to saying yes to things that kids are interested in. And that was kind of the idea with the option for a deep dive. And then of course, kind of starting with, okay, so this is what's happening now. Um, let's look at why, you know, some reasons why this could be that way. All right. Well, that's all that I have. Um, did you have any final thoughts that you wanted to share? Anything you maybe didn't get a chance to touch on before? I don't, I, I think um, the one thing that I am um, going to try to sort of do um, from here on out, I had um, intention. I had great intentions, and then of course, um, COVID happened, and we weren't really. Um, <laughs> our, you know, our courses got moved around, and we're online, offline, and all that kind of stuff. And and we haven't been able to sort of have as many in person experiences. Um, but I wanna, I wanna concentrate more. I think on the on a call to action. So now that I know this. Um, you know, if they're answering the question, okay, now what are we going to do about it? So that's what I think my, my goal for this, this upcoming year is to turn some of these assignments into calls for action and actual action, I guess, not just the, we should do this. Let's actually try and do it. Yeah. Take sort of taking it out of the theoretical into like, what can we actually do now? Yeah. Yes. Cause I think that will also increase engagement as well. 
Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Oh, it was nice talking to you too.